to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Let's get getting in this Word of God, and we're going to look at Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Now, I've titled this message, but that's one tease, so don't get offended, all right? But I tiled it, but, because but is a, it's a term that really can affect people, including yourself. And the reason why I say that is because when you look at the definition of but, but is used to introduce an added statement, usually something that is different from what you have said before. It negates or cancels everything that goes before it. Almost as if you didn't even say that particular thing at all. It takes away its significance. You know what? I believe in God's word, but. I know the Bible says that, but. Come on, anybody hearing me out there? Once you throw the butt, it canceled out. I believe God's word. I know God's word says this. You don't know how many times I've heard things like that when I'm counseling, even leaders. I've had leaders. I've had people. I'm serious. I, I wish I was making this stuff up, but I'm telling you serious stuff. I've had leaders tell me when I'm counseling them, oh, you're just going to bring up the Bible. I, honestly, throw that in my face. I don't, want to, I don't want to do anything because all you're going to do is show me scripture. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's all I can do. I'm not a psychologist. And you're crazy. <laughs> all I know is what God's word says. And listen, I do not. I do not throw it in a legalistic or an attack manner. I don't use it as a club. Never. It's a revelation. It's understanding. It's knowledge. You might receive it that way because you're all guilty. Been there, done that. You don't know how many times. Listen, this is my life. My life is studying this thing. And I read it all the time and it slaps me around. And it's not a negative thing where God's going, bum, 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 bum. It's, I know I need to change. I know I need to fix this. I need to change this. I need to tweak this. And I'm like going, oh. But you know what? I'm not going to get guilty. And they're not going to be condemned. Why won't I? Because God said not to. It's not me. I don't do that to my children. So when I receive it, I receive it as an owie. Ah, But I know God loves me. I receive it as instruction. And it can be a reproof, rebuke, or correction. But you know what? I don't receive it as I'm getting beat up by God and his word. No. I receive it as I need to change. And it could be the hundredth time that God's shown me it. I still don't get guilty. You should have heard this before. You should have. No, I don't go that way. I ain't going that way. Why? Because Jesus don't go that way. Am I? I'm a follower of Jesus. Religion wants you to believe that Jesus talks that way. He don't. God doesn't talk that way. God talked in love talk. For he loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. With his great love in which he loved us, while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, come on, man. This is what love's about. This is why I'm so fired up about this, passionate about this. This is why these people in here that are singing and worshiping, this is what they do. They love this stuff. They, I could, if I told them, you can't come, you can't come. Man, last Sunday, it was rough for them. They want to be here. They want to be doing their thing. What is that thing? What they know is in their heart, what God's blessed them with, to be able to relate to other people, to to bring in and usher us into an excitement and a desire to get God's word in us, to remind ourselves as we lift our hands, as we worship God, to remind remind us how great and how good and how awesome he is. That's what these people love to do. This church is filled with passionate, fired up people out there and in here, but they are out there. They're out there sharing the love of Jesus. I mean, as much as they can right now, 
And maybe they're sharing the love of Jesus many times with their kids and their puppies. But either way, I know my people. I know what love life is about. Amen. So look at Genesis chapter three. I want you to see this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So the devil comes sliding right up to Eve. Eve's out cruising. She's out walking her walk. This is what they were doing. This is what they've done. They're, they're, they're creating this, 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 this world that we are now living in. And they're, they're, they're establishing how everything's going to be operated, how everything's working. And they're just enjoying this. And God would come down and hang with them. Oh my goodness, how awesome is this? So Eve, I guarantee you, she's just cruising around. But all of a sudden she finds herself around the tree that God said, don't eat that tree. Don't eat the fruit of that tree. But somehow she'd walk on a trail, you know, maybe it was, you know, getting ready for uh, the new Garden of Eden 10K. I don't know. All I know is that she finds herself by that tree. And guess what? The devil's hanging out there. Oh, please, please, please. The devil loves to hang around those weak areas. He loves to hang around the areas that, that God said, don't mess with this. He loves hanging out in those places. And all of a sudden, Eve comes, you know, doing her walking around. And all of a sudden, boom, she's right there. And the devil's like going, hey, did God say, how, how nasty is that? I just can't stand his attitude. Did God say, you shall not eat of every fruit of the tree? Did God really say that? I mean, all Eve was doing, she was walking around. All of a sudden, that serpent rises his ugly head up. And we don't know what he looked like, but I, it wasn't anything that would freak her out because she stood there. Listen, I know most women, even some guys, man, a roach runs by and y'all screaming like the earth's going to end. Ah! And here that serpent raises itself up and starts talking to her. And she don't have an issue with it. Why? Because her and Adam, they're created to rule and reign on this world. So they're right now walking in a position of authority, a position of, of I've got this. But she doesn't when you're having conversation with the enemy. Now, this isn't in my notes, but I'm going to pause right here and tell you. Your failure of overcoming is because you're still having conversation in your area of weakness. You're, you're, you're talking about it. You want to have victory in your life? I'm going to tell you right now, talking about, oh, it's so terrible. And we just don't have nothing to do. And it's getting so rough. The children are driving me crazy. Ah! And you keep thinking this over and over and over. I know what's going to happen. Not good things. Men, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You're used to not being at home, dealing with a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden, it's right in front of you. And you are not created to experience a lot of this stuff. That's why a lot of you love to work and even work when you're not working You know, I'm telling the truth. And all of a sudden, some of you find yourself working in the midst of what you're not used to. And you're getting a little edgy, maybe a little angry. You know, things, things happening. Listen, this is factual. We're seeing uptick in all kinds of ugly things in homes. Come on. This ought not to be so with us. Listen, I understand this isn't normal, but since when does normal knock us off of truth? That's all I'm saying. Since when does something new change our beliefs? 
Huh? Since when? Let's start looking at what we ought to be looking at. The enemy comes straight up in front of you's face and says, hey, did God really say this? I'm telling you right now, we're not in this story, but we're in the story. Because y'all know you're hearing a voice going, oh, did he really say that? Or does it really mean that? Or you're not hearing anything at all because you've chosen not to listen to what you've already known. You're allowing news. You're allowing politicians to drive your life right now. You gotta stop it. Listen, this isn't, oh, I'll turn it off and turn it on later. No, you won't. This is what I know for a fact. And I've learned this from a man of God early on in my life that was in the ministry for over 50 years when I was under him. And he, he made this statement that just rocked my world. I've never, never, ever forgot it. And he said, when it comes to Christianity, everybody can play the Christian game. And everybody can look spiritual. He said, but you will only know the real person when their cup gets bumped. Because when that cup gets bumped, something they're not used to, something that's overwhelming, a battle they're not fighting, or whatever the case may be, anything that's not normal of, hallelujah, the real them comes flying out. And I've seen this over years, over years, over years, of people that act spiritual, but man, when things start shaking up, what comes out of them is not God's word. It's not the truth of God's word. And you might get offended by me saying this, but I don't care. I don't do this to please people. I do this because I'm obedient to what God's called me to do. And I know what his motive is. It ain't to call you out. It ain't to make you look bad. It's to get you to understand that's me. But I don't have to say that way. That's how awesome God is. This is what he's all about. This revelation of information isn't to make you look dumb or stupid at all. It's to get you to understand that we need change. And religious people hate this because they get this, I'm all good. No, you're not. You got to keep fighting to the finish. And until you're in heaven, you need to keep learning and growing. Because if you don't, you back up. There's no, when you're not going forward, you're, you're stopped. You're backing up in the kingdom. And everything about the kingdom's pressing in. You ought not to be settling for anything. In your house, in your marriages, in your relationships, in your jobs. Ought not to settle for nothing. Nada. We got to keep pressing. Got to keep pressing. Here the enemy comes and talks to Eve and says, hey. Did God say this? The first thing the devil does is he introduces doubt. That's the first thing he does. He wants to introduce doubt into your life. He's still doing it. Well, if you're, if you're sick, then God's word must not be true. He said, you'll be healed while you're sick. Doubt. You know what? You got laid off. This is God's favor. Isn't God wanting you to work? And now you got like, did God really say that? You're having a hard time financially. Didn't God say he multiplies and he's going to bring finances in your bank account? Did God really say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's constantly working doubt. I know you've been married, but, you know, ain't that person you thought he was. So is it really God? Is it God? Come on. Doubt. Now all of a sudden, what do we do with that doubt? I don't feel. Oh, yeah, there we go. I don't feel love. I don't feel anymore. I don't feel. And we start going to the feelings, which God specifically said, don't you follow those feelings. You know how feelings are. They're like this. You wake up in the morning, I feel awesome, I'm going to take the world. The next day you're like going, oh, I can't give up. I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, we're all over the place with our feelings. But listen, we got to become grounded. 
That doesn't mean we won't have feelings. We need feelings. I need feelings. Otherwise, I'd be boring. But what we have to understand is, is we need the grounding of God's word. It's got to be our primary focus. It's got to be our foundation. Yeah, the winds are going to come. Yeah, the floods are going to rise up. Yeah, the rain's going to fall down. Yeah, we're going to have these pressures. But my house ain't falling. It's grounded in the word of God. That's my sure foundation. Jesus is my foundation of my life. And I'm going to experience this. I'm going to experience this. I'm going to experience all this stuff, but I'm not falling. I might be pressured. I'm not crushed. I got the greater one in me. The greater one presses out as the enemy and the situation, circumstance of life press in. I'm still going to win. I'm going to win. You're going to win. Say it with me. I am a winner. Say it again. Say it again. I am a winner. Why? Because that's what Jesus called you. Oh, come on now. James says this in verse, uh, chapter one, verse six. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like a surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Doubt in the Greek literally is just a double minded or double thoughts. Double thoughts in one single place. We all deal with this. We're not, you know, exempt from this. And so the enemy loves to throw a different thought. He loves to get us to focus in on a different thought. It can be a different thought through our past. Oh, come on. It can be a different thought through our education. It can be a different thought from our vocation. We've got all these different trainings. It can be a different thought that is trying to line itself up with God's truth. So you're going to have to do something. Which thought's going to win out? Because if you don't, the predominant thought that you're used to, come on, it's going to win. It's going to win. See, that's what I want the word of God to be my predominant thoughts. Because when those dumb thoughts come in and they come, when stupid comes, I like to raise up that wisdom of God to knock stupid down. Hey, sometimes... I get off, not perfect, not perfect, but I get right back up. Thank you, Jesus, because he gave me the ability to do that. I know he's not attacking me. And one thing Jesus is doing is when I fall, he's saying, come on, get up. We see it all through the word of God. His heart, his passion is to run and hug. Even when we're nasty, even when we screwed up, even when we said, I can care less about you. I guarantee you, I know his heart because I know his word. And just like the prodigal son, the son that went out and wasted his life and he was prostituting and, and, and doing the drugs and doing everything he could, living for the king and he takes off and wastes his life, comes back and what does his father do? Runs to him, hugs him. And puts what on his life? The position of, you've never left me. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Jesus. That's the God we serve. There ain't no religion. That is relationship with a living God. A living father that loves you greatly. Oh, this is good stuff. Ain't it good stuff? I'm enjoying it. Remember Peter walking on water? What did Jesus do? He said, why'd you doubt? Why'd you doubt, Peter? I just love the word of God. It's so alive and it helps me. I mean, here you have Peter. Peter is not this, this champion Bible scholar. Peter is messed up, but man, was he aggressive in messes. He was like, call me, I'll walk on water. How bold is that? I mean, out of the same mouth, he's going, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. He's all over the place, just like some of us. But at least he got out of the boat and got walking on water. What the other 11 doing? Y'all know they were like, they weren't recognizing no, no storm going on anymore. All they saw was Peter walking on water. If I was one of those 11, I'm going, oh, no, you aren't. I'm getting out there too. I know what I would have done. Now, if I was in those group, I don't know, but I think to believe I would go, Peter, 
if I'm, listen, this is what I know. If I'm who I am in the boat, I'm winning. Peter ain't winning. I don't care if he got out of the water. I don't care if he got out first. I'm going to run right past them. I'm just going by how I would do. I know my family the same way. We play games. Everybody's out to win. It's crazy. It's like, we don't want to play games anymore. They're bad sports. Actually, it's me, but we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about them. Anyway, God is good, isn't he? So we don't want to be double-minded because, again, James says, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. How much? All their ways. How much? All their ways. Not some, Eric, all their ways. You got to get double-mindedness out of your life. Yeah, but I don't, but don't go that way. What you need to do is recognize the thought isn't aligning up to what I know is right. That's all you have to do. And start walking in that truth that you know is from God and his word. It might take some time, but that's okay. It's all right. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. And so we see right here, the enemy comes in. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Did God really say that? Verse two, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, now watch this. God has said, you shall not eat it, period. Nope. No, that's not what she did. Why is that an issue? Because it reveals something very, very important to us. And I know this from a ministerial fact. In other words, a lot of years of ministry dealing with people, I can tell you this is what takes place. When doubt enters in, the next stage of action is we start adding or subtracting from God's word. I've seen it. I've seen it more times than I'd like to admit it. It's so sad because when people start doubting, they do what Eve did. God said, you should not eat it nor touch it. And God didn't say that. Why'd she add to it? Why'd she add to that word? And you might think, well, what's the big deal? And that's the issue. Because it is very clear what God thinks about adding or subtracting his word. All I'm saying is, is when we start doubting, we start trying to get truth to be comfortable in the doubt. So we start adding things. Well, you know, I know God said this, but... You know, I think he meant, I feel, give me some Bible backing to that feeling. Give me some word backing your opinions. And I guarantee you, I've challenged this thousands of times, guarantee you, you people don't do it. They can't do it. And the sad thing is you see a lot of people, they could care less. They're going to stick their guns of unbelief. Stick to their guns of doubt. Stick to their guns of their opinion. And it's sad to see. But it isn't because your walk in life with Jesus is good. It's because it isn't. And that's why you do what you do. Let's don't be that way. Amen. So she says, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Man. He's starting to doubt. How clear is that? Then the serpent said to the woman, oh, I got you. You ain't going to die. Oh, man. Listen, he already knows what God said. He knows exactly what he said. Why is he saying what he's saying if he didn't know? The moment he heard her add to the word, he's thinking, I got her. Come on, come on, come on, listen to me. Listen, they'll probably edit that out anyway. <laughs> listen, 
What you have to look at is, is this picture is something we're going to pay attention to. Because a lot of us can get caught up in this stuff. We get caught walking this walk out just as Eve was. Let's pay attention to how the enemy operates. We have the answer right here. Any army would love to know all the ways their enemy is going to work. Uh, that's instant victory. And here we have it right in front of us. And we see, we see the picture. The enemy's working. He's operating a specific way. And then he hears you go, yeah, I know God's word says this, but you know, it, the times are a little different. You know, we've got we've to operate in, in a different level of understanding. No, you've got to listen to the word of God and follow it. You need faith operating, the, the expectation of his word and his, and his truths operating in your life, not your faith and expectation on those doctor's reports out there. My goodness, you can listen to one doctor say this, another doctor's going to contradict that one. Who are you going to listen to? I mean, please, come on. This is getting ridiculous. We, you know, this is how it happens. We're going to roll with our agenda in what we want to believe. Come on, you know I'm telling the truth. And what happens is if it doesn't line up to the way I believe, then what? It's, it, it's, it's faulty. It's not good. So I'll listen, listen. Oh, this one said what I believe. And you'll start elevating that person. The world's great at this. Politicians are great at this. People are great at this. If it doesn't line up to my agendas, it's not important anymore. We're seeing that play out right now. Remember the massive, powerful Me Too movement? Where, where is that? Listen, I'm 100% for Me Too. 100%. And I believe the passion and the attitude of keeping women safe and strong and not walking in fear of vulnerability is exactly the right thing to believe and stand for. But come on, man, this is sick. Where are you all, the thousands and thousands that pumped hashtag me too? Uh-oh, all of a sudden it'd be rubbing against your politician so it's not important anymore. Women, rise up, rise up, come on. This is crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff. I'm not talking guilt or innocent. I'm talking about you either believe something or it's fake. All right, let's get back to the word. You know I'm talking truth. You know I'm talking truth. I mean, listen, I know this. We can Google anything to what we want to believe. I did this for, I did this today. I Googled, let me, let me get to that place. I Googled the risk of being in the sun. Millions of, millions of things about risk of being in the sun. The sun's ultraviolet rays can cause skin damage, eye damage, immune system suppression, and skin cancer. Ooh, the sun's so evil. Benefits of being in the sun. Sun exposure lowers blood pressure, improves bone health, improves brain function, improves sleep quality, strengthens immunity, boosts growth in children. If you Google the dangers of sun and you want to say the sun is dangerous, Google away. If you want to go toward the sun is good and beneficial, Google away. Yo, are you even listening to me? This is what life's become. We're sitting there just, we, we're sitting there saying, line up to what I want to believe. Line up to my agenda. That's craziness. That's just craziness in life. We want truth. But truth isn't alienating everything. Truth is truth. So what we do is we build upon truth. So I do what? I look at the risk of being in the sun, and I recognize, yeah, there's some dangers. And then I look at the benefits. Yeah, there's some benefits. So what I need to do, I operate with wisdom in God's word in what this will benefit me in. So I recognize that. I operate in these facts. That's how we're to live our lives. 
But it isn't agenda-driven. It's truth-driven. Are you hearing me? Listen, rise up, men. Rise up, women. You've been cowering a little bit too much. Time to rise up. Time to shake it off. Time to realize, hey, I've been empowered. I've been empowered to be victorious. Get up and walk in that power. This is your authority. This is your place, woman of God. This is your place, man of God. This is your place, children of God. Rise up. Rise up. This is time. This is our time. So let's get up and and realize this power we have within us and that power to flow out through us. The devil's been lying, giving doubt too long. We've been been adding some words to our faith. Come on, you know what's been happening. And then the enemy comes in and goes, he, he goes right at her. And he says, let me get back there. And he said, God, you're not gonna die. Second thing he does is denial. The enemy is going to try to get you to deny God's word. How? Voices, people, Google, Siri, Alexa, whatever the names are all out there of computers talking to you and telling you what life's about. Yeah, right. Come on. We got to rise up. Rise up and recognize our responsibility. It's not my responsibility to follow the crowd. My responsibility is follow Jesus. And if the crowd is following the direction I'm going, yo, here's my crowd. These are my peeps. These are my family. These are the ones that I hang with. But if you're going a different direction, I ain't going your way. I'm not going to follow that crowd. I mean, gosh, you know, it's almost like we turn. <laughs> it's almost like we turn into Family Feud. You guys watch Family Feud? I mean, it is, it's a great game show, but you ever watch them? You get some guy up there and, and, and they give, you know, a question. And he's got to name one of the top 10 answers to that question that they took surveys about. And so they might say something like, name a type of a horse. And so they got the family members on this side and you got a group of family members on that side. And the guy's up there, type of horse, and he's under pressure because the time's dropping down and he goes, German Shepherd. And the family will sit there and go, good answer, good answer. It's the stupidest answer in the world. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It's nonsense. But but they're, they're told you got to be good. You got to be uplifting. You got to be encouraging because that fool's going to say something dumb. And the first reaction of truth, the first reaction of a real response is, is, oh boy, sit down. That was dumb. Just a dog and a horse. But no, good answer. Good answer. And they're looking at each other like, oh my God, why'd I marry him? <laughs> Y'all know that. We can't be family feud. We can't be just going, the good answer, good answer to anybody that sits there and we're actually going, you know, that's really dumb. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Remember how everybody was anti-face mask and now all of a sudden towns, cities, states want to outlaw and put you in jail if you don't wear one? Hey, what happened? I thought face masks weren't necessary. It's not for the one to catch it, it's for the one that has it. Huh? And now everybody, see, this is bull. That's all it is, straight up bull. I'm telling you, there's too much goofy, there's too much family feuding going on out there. And I ain't gonna sit there and go, get out there, get out there. I'm gonna say, no, that's dumb. That's uh, straight up dumb, straight up dumb. Come on, you know I'm telling the truth. You know getting excited in your house right now going, oh, look at that pastor, he's going. That's what Pastor Dan does. He's crazy. I'm telling you, he's crazy. You know what's crazy? You're talking to people that already know this. You're not talking to anyone new. So you're sitting there going, he's crazy, crazy. We already know I'm crazy. Been this way, been there, done that. That's how I am. I ain't changing. I've always been this way about this thing. And everybody that has known me for any amount of time knows it's true. Why? Because you can't fake real stuff like this. It's impossible. I'm not that good. That's a fact. That's a fact. So he says, you won't die. You won't die. God said you will. 
You won't die. Denial is a defensive mechanism in which a person is faced with a fact that is too uncomfortable to accept and rejects it instead, insisting that it is not true despite what may be overwhelming evidence. You know what's overwhelming evidence? God's word is true. God loves you. Unconditional. God's for you, not against you. God has a plan for your life. God thinks about you, good things. You can deny that because that denial comes from the process that we've been talking about. We can't deny the truth. Amen. We can't let the devil come in and start talking trash to us or the world or the politicians. I don't care what side you're on. Who cares? I'm on this side. You're either going to jump on this party or you're going to be messed up. And this is my party. This is my affiliation. I run with the God party. The word party. That's my party. I might vote a certain way, but I'm going to tell you right now, you know how I vote? Listen to me. I vote according to God's party. So whoever lines up closer to this party, I'm going to let you in a little bit. I'm going to check right next to that place. But if you're lining against this party, I ain't with you. I ain't with you. I ain't agreeing with you. I don't care how much money you say you're going to give me each month. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not going to. Why? Because He's my provider. He's my source. This is my God in whom I serve. I'm not bowing to politicians. I'm not bowing to governments. I'm not bowing to the enemy. I'm going to live my life free. He who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. And that's who I'm going to get with. I'm sticking with him. Amen. So our emotions and our agendas can lead us away from God. Not to him. It'll lead us away from God. We must want the standard of truth. Are you hearing me? We've got to build God's word as our standard and not be molded or manipulated by other stuff out there. They don't care about you. God does. No one's dying for you to give you a life. Jesus did. They're not going to. They'll promise you the world, but they don't care about you. That's truth, people. Amen? That's truth. Verse 5, for God knows that the day you eat, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You're not going to die. He's lying to you. Because God knows that when you take this fruit that I'm showing you right now, and you eat this fruit, you're going to be like God. Dude, are you serious? They were made in his image and likeness. They are the gods of the world created after him. What is he doing now? Think about it. What is he attacking? Identity. Now he's messing with identity. And that's exactly what the devil does. If he gets you doubting, he gets you in denial. The next place is, <laughs> dude, are you really a Christian? <laughs> Come on. They don't act that way. They don't believe that way. They don't do that stuff. Come on. You're not really a Christian, are you? You didn't really get saved, did you? Now nah, you thought for a while it was, but it wore off. Come on, get back to reality. And I know he talks, I've been there, done that a long time ago. But I won that victory. That story is a, is a sad and scary story, but it didn't last long. And I got back on top of the game and I've never come down this hill. Oh, have I had a journey that's been like this? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, hand in hand with Jesus, I ain't letting go. It ain't gonna happen. I'm sticking with him. He's the success ride. And I ain't leaving him. 
No matter what the world, it doesn't matter what happens out there. It doesn't matter the extremeness of anything out there. I'm walking in peace. I'm walking in truth. I'm walking in freedom because of him. Why? My identity's right. My identity's clear. Come on. He's attacking their identity. It's exactly what he did with Jesus. Remember, the Bible shows us a story as Jesus gets in his ministry and starts operating in it, and he gets baptized by John the Baptist. He comes out of the water, and the voice of God says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. But listen, he established identity. This is my son. This is my son. I remember feeling that way when my firstborn Daniel came into this world. Man, I was rocking that. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. The dude can't even talk yet. He doesn't do anything. Just lays there. But man, I was like, no, nah, he is perfect. I mean, just, I've already laid out the plan. This, I am well pleased with him. Got, dull, got old on the diapers, though. I have to say, got old on the diapers, but I still was pleased with them. And then I get a second shot. A second miracle comes in my life. Little Maddie comes in the scene and this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Man, I'm telling you, I can imagine the heart of God. My heart was bursting. I'm sure his was like, boom, look at my son, Jesus. It's an awesome thing. I'm just sharing with you how I felt. It was good. Very good. But what did the enemy do? The Bible says he went out to the wilderness and the enemy tempted him. How did the enemy tempt him? Each time he started with this. If you are son of God, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, I mean, blasting right away at what? Identity. Identity. And that's what the enemy wants to do. Listen. You might have heard some stuff early on that you're feeling like, oh, I'm messed up. You got your toes stepped on. You feel a little spanky here and there. And, and the tendency is, is we get all personal and take offense of it. And guess what happened? When you're offended at God's word, you miss out on the miracle. You miss out on the benefit. You miss out on the blessing. You miss out on everything good. But what you do is you go, yeah, oh, man, I've been there, done that. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. But guess what? You move forward. And you engage in step two, and that is all good, took care of it, I'm back on track. That's how God works. Come on, that's how God works. That's what Jesus is wanting you to do. Yeah, you, you, you got the, the, the right act read to you of, oh, I'm screwing up. But now you're recognizing and you move forward. That's the good God we serve. That's a good God. Why? Because I see it in the picture of this story, this history lesson about Adam and Eve. What do they do? They end up just blasting into sin big time. Eve takes it and eats. Adam takes it and eats. And all of a sudden, sin, bam, enters their life. They're in the highest, highest place of sin that I believe anybody could be in because they were pure and now they're filled with sin. We can't even imagine what they're experiencing. The thrust of sin is blasting in their veins right now. God comes on the scene. The Bible says, comes walking in the cool of the day. They heard his voice. What do you think he was saying? You ever thought about those things? I do this all the time. I just like to, well, I mean, what is he doing? I, I just think God is, he, I, for some reason, I just think he's like humming. Or just like, oh, this is, it's just so good. I, I, I like everything I made. It's all good. And, I can't, you know, he's just, he's just God enjoying. And what do they do? They run and hide. That's what sin does. You're running hot. You got to get away from the presence. That's what religion teaches you. Yes, amen, pastor. I'm telling you, that's what religion teaches. That's the doctrine of religion. Man, sin, you run to God. You don't run away from God. You run boldly into the throne room of grace, not judgment. You run in there. 
You don't, oh God, drag yourself in. No good. No, you don't. You go rushing in there. Boom, sit on Papa's lap. God, man, I blew it. And he's like, going, all right, let's go. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And you're like, oh, it's so quick, so quick. Oh, my son, you know, you know, my blood of my son, Jesus, is that powerful. And where grace abounds, Daniel, where grace abounds, Daniel, and that's what I love to know. Grace abounds, Daniel. Why do I like that? Because I needed abounding grace in my life. I wasn't a Christian in my life. I wasn't a Christian all this time. I received Jesus later. I needed much grace. Why? Because I needed much forgiveness. And that grace is about. Oh, how awesome God is. How awesome he is. And now you have them hiding, cowering. They used to walk and hang with God the Father. They used to hang out. And now they're cowering, hiding. What does the Father do? Adam, where are you? Pay attention to the picture. Not, Adam, how dare you? No. No. Does God know? Oh, certainly he does. He knows exactly what happened. What does God do? How does the father react to the fall? Adam, where are you? Why are you asking that question? Because he's wanting an answer back from Adam. He's wanting Adam to go before the father and run to him and say, I messed up, dad. I ate of the fruit and I know I shouldn't have. I, I've sinned before you. And I guarantee you, if that would have happened, he would have took him right over to the tree of life. Eat. But see, it didn't happen. What did, what, what did Adam do? Adam does what we all see in our own lives. He started blaming. We were naked, you know, hey, he's filled with sin. He's filled with guilt, filled with condemnation. We hid ourselves. We just hide. We're, we're, we just had to hide. We had to get out of here. You come and we know this is not good. This is bad. God says, who told you that? Who told you? Who are you listening to? How many buts are going on in your life right now? Because I'm going to tell you, that's what's happening. We've got to stop this. We've got to get on track. Get back into the focus of 2020, our breakout year. This is it. It's our time. We've got to recognize the love of God. Adam, where are you? Where are you? It's from a heartbroken father, not a voice of a judgmental God, a heartbroken father. Adam, where are you? Where are you? Come on, deal with this. We hid, we're, we're naked. Who told you you're naked? Who are you listening to? Well, I, I listen to the wife you gave me. Already blaming God. Isn't that what people do? God, God wrecked the car. God broke in the house. God killed the puppy dog. God, and we're just blaming God for all kinds of steal, kill, and destroy, which the devil does, not God. Listen, people, he loves you. He has a desire for your life. It's time to receive that love. It's time right now. If you've never experienced this type of relationship, it's for you right now. I want you to get hold of it right now. We have a loving father that went to an Adam that sinned violently against him and created a fallen creation. And God's going, Adam, where are you? He's always going to run toward you. He ran toward Abraham, took him out of a mess in the place of worshiping moon gods. He took Moses 
in a burning bush when Moses was running away from everybody. God is a God that goes after. He's not sitting back on his throne going, you better come to me and worship me. No, he's seeking you right now. And right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm telling you, your heart is tugging because that's what God does. He goes after you. Jesus said, I've come to seek and save the lost, the hopeless, the hurt, the pained, those that are feeling helpless. Jesus said, I've come to seek and save you. How's Jesus doing it? Through me. I'm a vessel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not present. I was talking about receive the gift. Don't worry about the package. Receive the truth that Jesus loves you. He died for you and he rose again for you. And that rising again was for you to have life, not religion, life, not religion, life. Say this with me, Jesus, I open my life to you right now. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to save me, Jesus. I want this new life. I want this new life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my voice. Thank you, Jesus, for coming in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for answering my prayer. I am a child of yours. If you called on the name of Jesus, you've been saved. And I want you to know how happy I am for you. I'm so happy. And I know this is the start of your new life. See, we had a second Adam, and that was Jesus. Adam died for his wife. How did he do that? By not bailing on her. Because if Adam would have bailed on Eve, she would have been eternally damned. But he didn't bail on her. He participated with her. Pretty powerful, huh? Jesus didn't bail on us. He recognized that he's going to have to take that fruit, though with no sin in him. He took it willfully on his own desire and passion so that we could be free because of that love for us. You just received that love, and I'm so proud of you. I'd like to connect with you if you could. Just email us, call us, however, however way you can connect with me. And I'll send you a booklet that'll help you in your new walk, if you'd like. If not, congratulations. You're my brother. You're my sister. We're family members now. Now, let's take this journey to the next level. Let's start living this life the right way, God's way. Love you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.